When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the best of talk of champions brought to you by Modern Woodman. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives. Securing futures. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. On with me, of course, my co-host, former Ole Miss defensive end Kentrell Lockett. Today's guest, former Ole Miss wide receiver Cooper Manning. Cooper, what's up, man? Not a thing, guys. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. We appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, it, it's been a fun-filled two weeks for you. I, I, I'm watching the coverage of the Super Bowl and Media mm-hmm. Day, which is a circus, and here comes Cooper walking across my screen, and you're wearing a suit of $100 bills, a diamond money sign medallion, uh, and mm-hmm. asking ridiculous questions to these these players before the Super Bowl. Anyone who knows you knows you like to have fun with people, and I remember you did uh, did one of those Cooper on the street spots for Dan Patrick in New Orleans, but how'd you come into this most recent gig, and, and how was the week overall? Well, first of all, I want to thank Kentrell for letting me borrow that suit. It, it fit better than I thought. I don't know how he ever got in that thing, because it fit me like a glove, so I want to, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that was really kind of that, that Dan Patrick thing was kind of the genesis of how this all got cranked up. Super Bowl's in town. I got literally a random call from them saying, hey, you got an hour or so to run around the French Quarter with a microphone and interview people and just do whatever you want? And I said, sure. So went over there and did that and got a little more, uh, got some, you know, had some fun. Things went well. Made Turned it into three or four little segments that they ran all during Super Bowl week. And then um, a year or two later, I got a call from um, – from ESPN and Fox, both kind of, I think, looking to do something a little different, um, you know, get away from the X and O game and, and try to show a little lighter side of, of sports and show some of the personalities behind the helmet. And so uh, Fox seemed like the right guys 
and off and running. Started with Drew Brees, and uh, Drew was nice enough to kind of gamble on me. I said, look, we had this nonsense show. Just trust me, and it'll, it'll work out. I won't embarrass you. And uh, wound up being pretty funny, and then got Odell on the books, and then had some, you know, at least a little something to show some other players who might be interested. And had a big year last year. You know, everybody from um, Von Miller to Cam Newton to Nick Mangold to Matt Ryan. Um, and so uh, this year uh, made it even more fun. Had you know, you're getting guys with a lot of personality that want to do it, so it makes it fun. Did any guy or any particular guy uh, not realize that you were screwing with them? Everybody's a pretty good sport. Um, no, I think I think anybody that agrees to do this has got has got some game, and it's really more fun when they give me a hard time and go. You know, we're not we don't have a script per se. We kind of have an idea of what we're going to do, a little bit of a theme, but um, it really does the the show really does um, does better when people you know when the unexpected happens and people you know, make fun of me or I say, they say something wrong or I say something wrong or something goes wrong and uh, we get to laughing or some awkward moments. That's awkwardness uh, goes a long way in my book. And so I've had some people, I know I got a, there was an article someone sent me saying that I had one of the most awkward interviews of all time. That was like the ultimate compliment. I think the writer <laughs> thought he was making fun of me, but I, he was, he was doing nothing but yada boys to me. So um, I don't know, some, some, something a little, a little different goes a long way with me. Yeah, I was. I it's, it was in the New York Post, and I saw it. I think a couple of weeks or a, the week of Super Bowl week. Yeah. And, and the picture is just great because it's just you, just looking off into the distance in that ridiculous suit, just pimping right there in, in media day in front of God and everybody. All these dudes <laughs> at media day, you know, kind of taking themselves too seriously, and there's Cooper just hanging out, being an idiot. You know, the the execs at Fox give me a lot of rope. I mean, a lot of times I'm going, oh, guys, what do you want to do? And they just keep saying, whatever you want. And I'm going, this is not going to end well. Cause I, I don't know where I'm going. You know, I can't remember what I said, what we talked about, or, you know, what the heck is going to come out of my mouth before I ask it. So, um, they, they trust me a little bit more than they probably should. And, uh, and I got that, you know, they, they called literally a week before saying, Hey, you know, I can't believe we didn't think of this. And you want to come down and do the do this little, you know, Monday night deal and then also work the red carpet on, on game day. And I said, sure, we'll have fun. And they, they literally, you know, I was kind of expecting a lot of in my ear, Hey, ask them about, you know, this, that, and the other. And they really have just said, you know, go get them freelance. And, and, uh, so it's, it's fun. When it, when it comes to interviewing, um, you know, it's pretty much like you have a relationship with all the guys that you interview are just, you know, uh, you're in that realm, so to say. Um, it, does it make it easier or make it more comfortable of, a, of an interview for you for having just that rapport with that guy? You know, it's funny. I, I think like that Monday night, Contrell, it, you know, I didn't know a lot of the guy. You know, the, the Patriots are kind of um, a little more protective of their players. So I have never done a Manning Hour with, uh, um, with those guys. So I didn't really know very many Patriots. I knew Tom Brady. But that money suit I thought would be kind of a nice little icebreaker. So if I came up to someone <laughs> – you know, it immediately started the conversation. And they, you know, whether I was going up to, you know, um, it didn't matter, Edelman or, or uh, you know, Amendola or, you know, Bennett. They're like, golly, what about that suit? And then they make fun of me. Even Tom Brady's like, where'd you get that suit? You know, and, and so it kind of breaks the ice and they know that I'm not taking myself too seriously. Therefore, if I give them a hard time, they know it's coming from the right place. Speak, speaking, speaking to Tom, 
I, I know you you knew Tom Brady, and of course you, your brother was the only guy to beat him. Is there ever like a jokingly matter where you just be like, hey, you know, you got all these Super Bowls, but my little brother did get one over you? Is there ever a little <laughs> joke that you throw in there? Now? I, I, I'm not. I don't. I am not in that camp right there. I just I've 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 met Tom a couple of times. And he's been nothing but a gentleman, and uh, mostly times I've run into Tom is is on a golf course, if anywhere. And so it's all in uh, kind of a boys boys weekend, and uh, you know, playing and cutting up and having fun. So I'm uh, I was uh, I was thrilled that he when he came out of there that he knew who the heck I was, much less um, was kind enough to kind of let me mess with him. And he he, he went back and forth with us. That was uh, that was fun because his access to him is not uh is not easy and so um uh that was a uh, that was a cool day what was funny to me about that stat that kept coming up after the super bowl about eli being the only quarterback to beat him in the super bowl and eli's done it twice is i was thinking yeah and eli's probably at home not paying any attention to it not even thinking about right. it right you know he's probably at ajax eating some cornbread you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh he is uh you know he is a if you were to, I guess, if, in the perfect world, I guess if you were to lose the two Super Bowls to one person, Eli'd probably be the right guy to do it because you're not going to hear much out of his mouth about those, about those afternoons, those nights uh, uh, when things didn't go right because he is pretty level-headed and easygoing and doesn't bring a lot of attention to himself. And so uh, I've always been in awe of how how much he has been the same guy. I mean, obviously finishing his 13th year in the NFL, and he still can. Uh, Eli has this amazing ability. He can walk into Ajax in Oxford, or he can walk into, you know, you know, to a, a fancy restaurant in New York City, and he still finds a way to kind of blend in and not the whole world doesn't go quiet and start, you know, taking pictures and signing autographs. It's just kind of like, hey, how you doing? It's just like he, was, you know, was meant to be there, like he was there yesterday and the day before. So it's a, it's a gift that I think. Uh, uh, he's he's lucky to have, and it comes in handy in New York, and certainly comes in handy when he comes back to Oxford. My God, Cooper, thirteen years! I remember I was sitting on the fifty when the LSU Ole Miss game, the game of all games, to go play in the SEC championship right. game, and to think that my God, thirteen years! And Peyton's already gone; mm-hmm. he's thirteen in. You're apparently setting up your late night career. I mean, good grief, man! Mm-hmm. It's the next right. phase of Manning. It's 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 a it's a it's a turning over a, a new chapter kind of thing. Yeah, I think we're we're basically trying to turn into the Kardashians. Is what I'm, <laughs> is what I'm really shooting for. I'm not sure who I am, but I, I guess I'm the most confused one. Um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been an amazing ride for Peyton to play 18 years, and then I remember that I remember that weekend in Oxford. You know, LSU had rolled into town, and they were stacked up, Nick and the boys. And I can remember at like 11, 11.30 on, a, on Friday night before that game, on one side of the street by Pride Larry's, there was, you know, Ole Miss people yelling. And on across the street at the time, I forget what it's called, 208 maybe, you know, there's LSU people, and they're just going, hotty toddy and go to hell, Ole Miss. And, you know, and just it was just an unbelievable uh, environment. And uh, I remember having a good time. After, in the Grove after that game, music was cranked up and people were just, just you know, celebrating the fact that that was just a wonderful SEC weekend and a battle. And uh, Tigers, you know, went on to, to uh, went on to Atlanta, but uh, that was kind of cranked things up for the Ole Miss program, no doubt. Travis Johnson, when he made the interception in the end zone, I don't right. think uh, it's one of the most high, one of the highest moments of my life. When Doug Buckle stepped on Eli's foot, I'd never, I don't think I've ever been lower. 
<laughs> welcome to welcome to Saturday night in you know in November. That's what that's what it, you know to play here to play there. So uh, I remember both those very well. And uh, you know, it's, uh, did Eli ever I'm say? Did, did Eli ever say whose fault it was? Was it Doug's? Was Eli, Eli's drop not deep enough? I mean, what happened? You know, Eli. He doesn't. He doesn't take. He doesn't take credit for a lot of the glory and you know he would never blame anybody so he yeah it's just that's just kind of the way he's wired i don't think he, he probably never talked about it again just part of the game i'm sure you busted so, his balls a little bit about it though you know it's funny you know we really do you know i we really don't give each other a hard time he paid me live me anyone that you know on football related stuff you know it's just uh kind of even rarely even talk about it. you may talk about the game a little bit or you know what happened yesterday or if you know things went right or wrong but uh but it's really just kind of it's amazing considering the amount of time and effort you know practices and games and stuff how much football we don't really talk about it's more it's more other stuff it's more about you know some maybe something happened in the locker room or something went wrong you know it's more not about the game or the or the little intricacies of of why you won or lost. It's more about the nonsense that happened on the bus. It's still back to eighth grade, you know, football. Just you know, you blew. I was in the shower and the guy came out and didn't give me a towel. You know, it's just kind of you know moron stuff that still that still resonates. And that's the that's the fun part. That uh, usually at the end of the day is what you miss. You miss the locker room. You miss the the bus yeah. rides, the planes, the you know coming home from a win and you know, being quiet after a loss and getting yelled at, and you know that those are the fun stuff. The, the workouts—it's not the—it's not the the wins and losses that 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 really bring you together. It's kind of that uh, behind the scenes time. You couldn't even say it better. That's 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 definitely the part I miss. It's not only the games; it's just the build up to the games, leading into the actual pre- uh, the game, the preparation, and everything. But um, it's just like just when you started. Your career at Ole Miss, you know, as a wide receiver, and then everyone kind of knows the story of the spinal injury. And I had somewhat of a, a career-changing injury myself that I didn't handle particularly well. Um, was it was it easy for you to reconcile that football was being over? Because I'm programmed. We all are programmed different as football players. And, you know, when you're not able to play football anymore, you know, was that an easy transition for you? Because it was a dark place for me. No, it was it was not easy. It's you know as you as you grow up and you're just surrounded by it, and um, you know in, in many ways your 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 goal in life is mine was to to be able to play college football, and all of a sudden, you know, one doctor visit and they say, oh, you know, doctors are not always the best at delivering kind of tough news to an 18 year old kid, and you're like, uh, no, yeah, in your career, and you know you're not gonna be playing football anymore. Like it was something like that. So I, it was definitely a, a tough pill to swallow, but uh, I knew I was at a great, in a great spot in, in at Ole Miss, and I had a lot of friends, and uh, I knew I could. I don't know. I just I'm kind of a guy who grass is always greener right where I am, and I I don't you know I don't dwell on things. I wanted just to okay, that's over. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on and find out what else is out there, and so. Uh, and I looked around and did a lot of stuff. I said, I'm going to capitalize and, you know, hey, I'm going to go to Athens in the spring and, and see what, you know, University of Georgia is like. I'm going to be in Tuscaloosa for a big game. I'm going to go, you know, see different, see buddies in Kentucky and Lexington and go travel around and see these SEC towns and do the things maybe that, you know, you can't do when you're in football. You, you know, when you have a, 
have to lift weights at 5:30 in the morning. It might it might alter your evening. And I may have, I may have stayed out a little later than I probably should have. And and um, and but I I, um, I got to enjoy both sides. I I certainly missed the football side and and had great friends and and still keep up with a lot of those guys today. But at the same time, got to be a student and got to kind of uh, enjoy the other side. And so, um, you know, I'm not one to look back and dwell, but uh, I I feel fortunate to have been, you know, maintain a relationship with football and through Peyton and Eli. And and, uh, it's been a, it's been an unbelievable run. Yes. And it has been, I definitely understand that I had to, you know, kind of come to terms, you know, pull myself up on my bootstraps, you know, and just get it back together. Cause it's like, I, I got to a point for that reason. And uh, all of that happened for a reason. So, you know, I had to just actually find my purpose. You're yeah. right. It, 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 it's not easy. It is not easy. And you kind of I, I can remember control going to, you know, after they told me I couldn't play, I, I was still going to practice for a while. I, I would, you know, I'm like, I'm just I'm programmed that way. I, I would go to practice and, you know, run, run during the practice and watch practice and get a sweat and go, you know, just be in the locker room before. And I remember an, an older player. Uh, he was literally a senior, probably didn't, barely even knew my name. Kind of looked at me one day, like, "What are you doing here, bud? You know, you ought to, you ought to be taking advantage of this time and going fishing and playing golf and you know, riding a jeep and going out to Sardis and you know, just soaking up the fun and everything else Oxford has to offer and Ole Miss has to offer. And you shouldn't be in here, you know, on a on a pretty day in the locker room here, you know, watching everybody get their ankles taped. And I was like. Hmm, never thought about it. I never knew. I never knew there was a plan B. And so uh, it was kind of enlightening to me. And I, I took his advice. I'm not sure I went to another practice ever. He said that. <laughs> what was the, was the injury, so to say, like a more of a, a, a I wouldn't say pushing factor. Or, or did it kind of push Peyton away from uh, that dream of him throwing balls to you at, at Ole Miss? You know, I think we'd always had that sort of childhood dream of you know being able to play and I, I think so probably I think that uh, Ole Miss was in a little bit of a, a pickle at the time they had gotten in some uh some trouble so they were not um it was not a great time for them so I think it did probably a open up the idea of him exploring and plus he was a you know he was a Gatorade player of the year and you know a, a humongous recruit so he, he said, I'm going to go ahead and check it out. I'm going to go see what Tennessee does. And go. I went with him on a visit to Notre Dame. That was, you know, that was Lou Holtz days. Rudy had just come out. He went up to Michigan. He went, you know, Spurrier was at Florida. Bobby died in Florida State. And so he, he came to Ole Miss and visited. But it was just, uh, you know, as you know, and I think my parents did a pretty good job of, you know, hey, we'll, we'll help you get all the facts. And then, um, you know, you're a big boy. you got to go to school there. you got to live with your decision. I'm not going to, you know, make you go anywhere. And, uh, you know, Peyton, Peyton chose Tennessee, and it was the perfect decision for him. I think my dad got a lot of grief from a lot of his buddies that loved Ole Miss. But, um, you know, and, I, and the same way, Eli could have gone a lot of places, and, you know, Ole Miss was the right spot for him. So that's, uh, that's just kind of the, you know, you, you raise your children to be able to make tough decisions and, and, uh, and live with them. And um, I, I think, you know, it all, it all worked out just right. You're right about Archie kind of getting it, which wasn't fair at all. Because my gosh, man, that th- this current NCAA stuff pales in comparison to how bad it was back then. And Ole Miss was going on probation, and, and there was fear that it was going to be a straight up death penalty. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it was obvious with that cloud plus you going down that, that Peyton wasn't going to happen. But with your recruitment and with Eli's recruitment, was there looking at many other schools or did you did y'all both kind of know from the jump that you were going to Ole Miss? I mean, I know Eli, David Cutcliffe was huge for Eli, but was the recruitment less dramatic in terms of visiting a bunch of schools or did y'all both kind of enjoy that too? You know, I, I, I liked it. I, I was down Texas and Virginia and Ole Miss were kind of my, my three. Uh, I don't know. I can remember Eli. You know, you know, Coverville was at was at Ole Miss, and I think he was, you know, getting ready to move to Auburn. So, um, you know, the the I think he was um, looking around a little bit. And so when when Cut came, it kind of rejuvenated the relationship with Ole Miss and Eli. And I can remember him coming down to for his visit to see. We went to dinner, and my, my dad goes, "You go with him." And I was like, what am I going to do here, you know? And, I, you know, Eli is a hard read. He is a darn good poker player. You talk about a guy who likes awkward moments. I mean, he can ride an elevator with a with one guy and not say one word to him the whole time. The guy's scrambling, and he's perfectly comfortable. So that dinner that night with Cut was tough. I think Cut was working hard, and I was trying to, you know, make it a little more comfortable for everybody. He didn't give you – he didn't give him a, a – any indication that this was something that he was going to do and cut at the end goes, what do you think? I'm like, buddy, I got no clue. Goes, I have no <laughs> idea. I don't think that went so well. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Ole Miss. I'm like, you are? And that's not the, not the reaction I thought. You know, I was like, so he is, a, um, you know, he's a tough customer to, to kind of woo and, uh, and cut worked. And I, I think I helped best I could, but it turned into, four or five years of, uh, of a great relationship for them too. And, and certainly uh, Eli loved his time at Ole Miss and, and still loves to get back there. My, my personal Eli story, because I've come down to the to the Passion Academy a couple of times and I've talked to you and, and Archie. And, of course, Peyton gets surrounded by the, all those old media guys that have just fallen over him. So I, I'll go talk to Eli because he's an Ole Miss guy. And um, I remember I walked up to him. I'd, I'd only interviewed him like one-on-one one time, and it was over the phone. And, um, you know, I, I said, hey, uh, you know, I did this long interview with him and it was like, a, you know, three years ago. And then I walked up to Eli at the Manning Academy for the first time and I said, hey, Eli, Ben Garrett from Spirit. He goes, oh, hey, man, good, good to talk to you again. How's everything going with Chuck? And I'm like, what in the world? How did you remember? Yeah. Like, what, where, where did that come from? Like, I expected like you or Archie to remember me as if nothing else to Chuck's boy. But for Eli to just say, hey, yeah, man, I remember how would that come from? <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's kind of a. Um... I'm sure he he probably doesn't know three people on his you know offensive line I mean, know their names, but he remembers you, Ben. So that, that's a good sign. You know, weirdest thing in the world. That's, well, uh, almost football season's coming up. Everyone talking about the same old uh, stuff in regards to the looming cloud hanging overhead with the NCAA. But I don't want to get into that. I just want to ask you real quick before we let you go. You come home for games. You you go. Um, you, you still follow the Rebels. What, what's your expectation for this year? You know, I, I love to go to games, and, and sadly, it's getting harder for me to get up there because now. I've got, uh, you know, more and more kiddos playing, you know, it used to be, we all, I have a place up there. I love yeah. to be up there. I'll, I'll be there for double decker. Um, but I, uh, it's, it's getting harder to get up there, you know, for the weekends. I got to pick a couple of games to, because you know, I got, you know, Arch now is we play, he'll be playing seventh grade football. I got my young guy Hyde. He'll be playing sixth grade tackle football at, at Newman, just kind of, you know, basically doing exactly what all of us did. And then we got a daughter who plays, you know, competitive volleyball. It's just crazy, but I love to be up there. I'm, I love Shea Patterson. I'm excited about seeing, um, seeing what he can do. And I'm a big Hugh Freeze fan. I love that offense. And, um, I, you know, I've gotten to know a couple of the coaches over there. And so I'm, I'm a big, 
I'm an, I'm an Ole Miss guy. I pull for him hard. And, uh, and I, I love being, and you know, I love an Ole Miss guy, but I love Oxford too. And it's fun. You can kind of, you can have a relationship with both. And I think you could be a, you could be a, you know, a fan of another team and come up and appreciate how, what a great town that is. And, and, uh, I really, I'll be up there in about two weeks. Like we have, you know, a lot of people down here, Mardi Gras cranks up and you get a week off of school. We'll, we'll, we'll spend a lot of that Mardi Gras in Oxford, just, uh, you know, leave the beads in new Orleans and, uh, head up there and I'll see you at Ajax eating a little chicken fried steak. Well, that's what I'm talking. Get, get the big easy. You ever had the big easy before? Tell me about it. What, what, so what, the, big what easy, the big easy is a country fried steak and it's on bun. It's country fried steak. It's mashed potatoes, gravy, and you, any, any choice of side you want. And I normally get green beans or butter beans and put it on the sandwich. That's, that's what I get. Okay. All right. I'm so, thinking of you. I'll send you the bill. Is that okay, Control? Hey, uh, it might miss me, though. I'm going to dodge that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to right. have to gain that weight. I need to put on a few. I'm, I'm got, I'm, I've, been, I've been working out too much. I'm going to put on a few. That'll do it. Well, well, Cooper, man, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on uh, and being given of your time, man. And whenever you're up in Oxford, we look forward to seeing you. And thanks for coming on. We'll catch up soon. Ben, Control, thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.